Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Coming to you from the AM eleven seventy KCBQ studios in the very rainy San Diego. We've got some climate change in action here, people. It went climate change is so serious in San Diego today. It actually went from sunny yesterday to rainy today. I mean, the shock of it all, I can't imagine. What, what's Al Gore going to do now? I mean, because, you know, they had to change it from global warming to climate change. And somehow they're still trying to convince us that when we have record snowfalls and blizzards out there, that it's a result of, of you know, global warming. Somehow, somebody's got to convince me that what we got going on right now, somebody's prepared to. I know there's a liberal out there who's listening, who's going to email me through uh, the com, by the way, and tell me how wrong I am that somehow, some way. This does prove climate change exists. Hey, glad to share this hour with you. Also glad to share it this time with Paul, who's engineering the show. Hey, baby. How's it going? Good. Hey, thanks again for bringing the NFL analysis to the Andrea K show yesterday, because usually this time of year, I know who's playing who and when. I know who's on the injury list. I know who's got a bye week. Usually I know stats and everything going on. But you know what? When my teams have done so bad, you know, I just kind of had to bury my head in the sand. But thank you for that yesterday. Hey, I got to be good for something. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're going to be good for a lot uh, this show because you always are. Thank you for that. And thank you all for listening out there. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Go to my website. Send me email there. Let me know what you think. Give me thoughts and suggestions on the show. Uh, one of my commitments to 2016, I don't like to use the word resolution, but one of my commitments is to be more active in my website and interacting with you all with comments and suggestions, as well as get back to my blogging, uh, which I enjoy doing. So I'm going to be doing more there and I'm going to be documenting. One of the reasons why I want to do that is because not everybody gets a chance to tune in and listen on Monday and Tuesday nights, even though then we also have the podcast, which can be found on my, on my com as well as at am1170theanswer.com. Not everybody can tune in or hear those podcasts. And I, I'm going to start documenting some of my thoughts about these issues I, I, how arrogant of me to think that anybody wants to read it. But, you know, I'm passionate about a couple of things, a lot of things, actually. Um, I'm passionate about the United States of America. I am passionate about why we have been and still are the greatest country in the land. And it is the U.S. Constitution. We were founded on the principles of individual liberty and responsibility. The most important liberty that I have is my right to speak to you right now. First Amendment. That second most important freedom that I feel, which is actually kind of starting to overtake it neck and neck with my freedom of speech, love of freedom of speech in the First Amendment is the Second Amendment. Both are under attack. In fact, every aspect of our lives is under attack. Liberalism is about control. They've been working really hard to gain complete control over our lives in a few areas. They've got to pierce the First Amendment and our freedom of speech in particular, and also including that is our freedom of religion as Christians, while they prop up Islam in the name of freedom of of religion. And the second is our guns, the right to bear arms. And regardless of what you think about what's going on in Oregon, the Second Amendment and whether or not they should be rallying in this way or whether or not they should have been taking occupying that building up there in Oregon. And that's kind of a complicated story. I could do a whole hour on it. To me, what I think is most critical to that whole story and the Second Amendment, as I was watching this morning, President Obama's speech in his more machinations and his inches, as I was talking about the slow creep yesterday, the movement to gun confiscation, he actually said, oh, for those of you, I mean, they always telegraph exactly what their game plan is. For those of you who, he said, who are thinking that this is kind of an inch by inch step to gun confiscation, that's not true. Yes, it is. And that's why you just said that. Narcissists always telegraph their game plan. And that's exactly what that's about. The Second Amendment, our founders were absolutely brilliant. None of them were Muslims, by the way. And our founders understood the people in Oregon. They understood that the Second Amendment was not just to protect us from crazy people coming into our homes, wanting to rape and pillage and murder. It was a protection against the government that wanted to rape and pillage and murder, symbolically speaking, as an analogy. And that's one reason why, in order to get their overall game plan over on us, they are 
trying to inch by inch in the slow creep, just like creeping Sharia, creep towards gun confiscation. I was listening to that speech this morning. A couple of things jumped out at me. Hopefully, I, uh, by me sharing this, you, if you didn't see it, you won't bother to Google it because it was really, really infuriating. He goes on to act as though, you know what? I get it. I get the Second Amendment. I'm a supporter of the Constitution. I kind of know a thing or two about it, he says snarkily. Oh, if I could have just reached, you know, through my TV and, you know, tossed my coffee on him, I would have. Um, he actually stands up there and brags as though he's a defender of the Constitution while he's literally trampling the Constitution by doing something that he said many times since 2012 that he did not legally have the right to do as the president, and that is to write legislation. And that's exactly what this is. So while he's standing up there bragging about being some understand or constitutional law professor, he may know the Constitution. He's certainly not abiding it. He's certainly not doing his job in defending it and protecting it. And where is the Republican Party? Because he has been trampling the Constitution with his executive orders for quite a long time now. And I don't want to hear how Bush did this. There's a difference, as, as Napolitano said on Fox yesterday. There's a difference between writing an executive order that clearly defines how an existing law is going to be implemented versus writing law as the president. And that's exactly what he's done. We're going to get into some of what that law is uh, coming back from the break. But the GOP isn't, isn't pushing back. Why? You know, the, the, the Republican Party is representative of the people. I look at what's going on in Oregon, and it's been equally split from people out there as to whether or not Americans have a right to, you know, every land that we have, every piece of land in this country is owned by the people. It's not government land. It, if it's public land, it's still owned by the people. And if it's private land, it's owned by whoever bought that piece of land. But just like the government has no money, if there's a check that you're now listening to me that you are receiving from the U.S. Treasury, that's taxpayer money that was taken from a citizen. So the Bureau of Land Management's land is still the people's land. So right, wrong, or whatever in terms of the details of what's happening up in Oregon, the reality is everything in this country is ours. But we've got a government that's not looking out for us. We've got some Americans that seem like they're willing to defend their rights, defend individual rights, defend the rights of the people. But I'm looking at the Republican Party, the establishment who's not pushing back. They're not waging any kind of revolt against a tyrannical government legislatively. How many Americans, you know, we love to talk and complain about what's going on. And we love to, to talk about how, oh, the government comes to try to take my guns. That ain't going to happen from my cold, dead hands. But I, I'm really wondering how many Americans are truly prepared to do something to stop it versus just complaining. So as, as I complain against the Republican Party for not pushing back and not revolting against the overreaching president, their co-equal branches, why isn't the GOP, why isn't the legislation doing something to, to stop him? Why, why, why aren't they out there today screaming about this because maybe they represent the people who are who are complicit who are going along with it i don't know i'm curious as to what you think do we really have a majority of americans here's the question for you all do we have a majority today in this country of people that are prepared to do something to push back against a tyrannical government because that's exactly what's going on here i am shocked some people are saying oh this is really small ball that he's playing here with this legislation that he's writing it's not small ball at all to me because any inch it's death by a thousand cuts against us, as I said yesterday. Any inch is too far from me. He goes on to talk about uh, different, you know, mass shootings. No other country, you know, has this kind of mass shootings. And I'm thinking about, you know, um, I don't know about those statistics. What I do, is, what I do know is, you know, there's more people been killed by hammers in the United States than by guns. More women have been killed um, with acid thrown in their face by Muslims around the world. More of them been killed with stones been lashed to death, buried alive in the name of the religion that he defends. He didn't talk about that. He lumped together. Of course, he had to use, you know, the, you know, Gabby Giffords. She always stands by him like Hillary Clinton and, and other, you know, women stand by their Democrat men, politicians, in spite of the fact that they're being used as useful idiots. You know, he talked about Tucson. He, he lumped together the Tucson shooting, Fort Hood, San Bernardino, the Navy shipyard, 
He lumped them all together as mass shootings, seeing no differentiation between actual terrorist attack attacks by Muslims against us versus a shooting done by a crazy person, an insane Democrat, as was the case in Tucson. This is a man who, who said in his radio address when he was talking about this upcoming gun legislation that he, that he was about to write, if he can just save one child's life. And yet he comes out today lecturing people about how bad America is. Oh, we're the only nation. This I can't stand being lectured by a man about caring about anybody's life when as a state senator, he went to the floor to argue to deny, to provide medical care to children who had survived murder attempts under the sanitized name of late-term abortion. He very rarely voted as a state senator because he didn't want people to know the truth about who he was, but the truth about who he was came out because he didn't just vote to deny medical care. He argued on its behalf. So how dare he come out today and a blatant attempt to try to inch toward gun confiscation strictly for the purpose to try to get terror, tyranny over on the American people. This is about gun control is about people control. And he's doing the same thing Hitler did, hiding behind children and children's lives. We know the truth about you, Obama. And you, you care about saving a child's life? Where's the investigation into Planned Parenthood who was caught on tape talking about late term abortion, murder of children? manipulating the procedure so that they can harvest the organs of those children and sell them on the market. Don't tell me that you care about children's lives. Don't tell me that you care about preventing the murders of innocent people when you intentionally pulled Philip Haney off of an investigation that could have likely saved 35 people from being shot by a Muslim in San Bernardino. Americans need to wake up. This is about what it's always about. It's about people control. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We're going to pick this up on the other side. We're going to talk about some of the specifics that are involved in this that are directly tied to Obamacare. I need a little break. Thank you for easing me out, Brother Paul, with that great song. Hey, thanks for listening. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Those raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Here on the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Before the break, we were talking about President Obama's completely disingenuous, phony speech he gave this morning about justifications to trample the Constitution and write legislation that denies individuals in any way. You know, denying somebody, getting between them and the purchase of, you know, oh, it's not gun confiscation. Because he's just making it more and more and more difficult to, to buy a gun. 
How, how far are Americans willing to go to let their government completely deny their individual liberties? It's been a slow creep. Americans, I was talking on the show last night, the softening of the mark by the con men. At what point are Americans going to start really pushing back? Our representatives aren't, and maybe it's because they know that we're not going to. One thing that President Obama said this morning that really struck a chord with me as being true was when he talked about the fact that we are a system wherein we have a different set of rules for a different set of people. And I thought, you know what? That's so right, President Obama. You're right about that. Because when we have the Hammonds who have been convicted of terrorism and serving five years, because for whatever reason, even if it's arson, even if they did, even if you believe that they committed the crime of arson, terrorism, they'll call that terrorism and American terrorism. But Hillary Clinton won't refer to San Bernardino and radical Islamists as terrorism. And oh, by the way, how come I consider, let's say the Hammonds did commit the crime of arson in which they, by, by the way, they said they didn't. They said they, they burned the land that they were leasing because it helped them in some way with the livestock. But let's say they did it. I think the crimes committed by Hillary Clinton and by Barack Obama are far more serious. I think they have been engaged. I think they're unindicted co-conspirators in terrorism against America in many forms and many fronts. And they've certainly aided and abetted enemies. Getting into some of this, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Benghazi because that's coming back in the news. And that's one way that they've committed crimes and, and been unindicted co-conspirators. We're going to talk about that a little bit later uh, in the show. Getting back to some of the specifics of the new gun legis- legislation that President Obama is writing in defiance of United States law. Oh, the Hammond's got to go to jail for five years, but he's breaking the law and he's and he's bragging about it on TV this morning with no pushback from the GOP that I've heard. One of the things that they're going to do is ban um, the purchase of guns for people who have been uh, considered unable to manage their own affairs for a multi, and I'm reading here from an article from Breitbart. No, this is from the LA Times. Unable to manage their own affairs for a multitude of reasons from, quote, subnormal intelligence or mental illness to incompetency, an unspecified condition or disease. Um, Basically, what they're doing is now that we've got Obamacare, government run health care, they've now got doctors that are going to be able to make an assessment on their own as to someone's mental competency and with even out that, see, we're supposed to have doctor-patient privilege, right? What we talk about with our doctor is supposed to be privileged. Well, not anymore. Now they can hand that information. If they can do, a, a doctor can declare you mentally incompetent or whatever, or, or mentally ill in some way, without even, they're trying to couch this as though, well, the, the doctor doesn't have to give the diagnostic means behind it. No, it's even worse. No, they don't have to reveal the diagnostic. They just have to tell the FBI... NCIS, I guess it is, that somebody's mentally ill and then you can be banned from buying a firearm. When it comes to uh, uh, now, they're also saying a, there's a push. They're also including a ban on gun possession for certain Social Security beneficiaries. Um, you know, hey, y'all, you want to be dependent on the government? This is what it means. It means the government has control of your life. Oh, but mental illness is is tied. Look at what happened to Gabby Giffords. Had to do with mental illness. Almost everyone who had mental illness, of course, there's no greater mental illness to me than Islam and anybody buying into that, but no mention of that. We're not doing anything to, to address the real scourge that's happening in our nation, the real mental illness, which is the political system known as Islam. But no mention at all about the psychotropic drugs that have been associated with the shooter in Aurora, the shooter in Sandy Hook, the shooter at Gabby Giffords, who, oh, by the way, you know, they always try to make it seem like they're, you know, some Republican whack job and actually come to find out they're all liberals in the end. Um, they're also, as I talked about yesterday, one of the falsehoods, if you're just tuning in, by the way, you're listening to the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 KCBQ. They love to talk about loopholes. Yesterday, I was talking about the fact that there's no real loophole. That's a misnomer. That's a lie. Oh, we got to close the loophole. What they're really talking about is because every gun dealer who has a federal firearm license, if they want to sell that firearm, and 
my family, we've bought guns at dealers. We got to go through the background check. They have been making us comply with the background check. There, So there's no loophole there. What the loophole they're referring to is the fact that if somebody gives a family member a gun, sells a family member a gun, like happened in San Bernardino, they want that to be registered. They want fees paid. They now are going to require, and Loretta Lynch says she's going to be watching, and she's going to go after anybody who does not comply with this law. That they're going to make even a single sale require an FLL, FFL, a federal firearm license. Now, is this going to stop? There's not one thing that President Obama talked about today that's going to stop, that would have stopped the terrorist attack at Fort Hood, which he still refuses to call a terrorist attack. He's still he's still refusing to accept a fact or acknowledge that Fort Hood and any attacks on our military installations, whether they are part of, of Islamic terror or not, could have been and would have been thwarted had our military not been disarmed. We call them the armed forces. Well, they're the disarmed forces. So this, nothing that he talked about today would have prevented any of these attacks that happened because that's not their goal. Their goal is to make it as difficult as possible for law abiding citizens to own guns because what they want is they want ultimate gun confiscation from the law abiding because that's how they can get more and more control over our lives. We're not stupid, Obama. We know exactly what this is about. And you know what? And if it was that he cared about the mentally ill in any way, who now is going to go to their doctor? And say that they're depressed. Who's going to admit to anything like that? Nobody. So this doesn't, this doesn't even address the mental illness issue. It addresses nothing but their desire to get control over the American people. That's what this is about. Well, you know what? Here's some good news. Like the war on drugs, I guess, like prohibition, it ain't stopping anybody of the law abiding who want to protect ourselves from buying guns. In fact, here's a little economic news. Smith & Wesson's stock is up 8%. We had a sell. We had a really dismal looking sell off yesterday. But you know what? Smith and Wesson stock up eight percent. Sturm Ruger stock up four percent. Americans, we see what's coming. The law abiding those of us see what's coming. The the criminals. They're gonna they're gonna build their bombs. They're gonna they're going to find a way to commit acts of terrorism. Hey, 2001, Did that involve mass shootings? No, it involved planes. Fully gassed up planes flown by terrorists that learned how to fly those planes here, that were here through visa programs that he is refusing to address. Two of which actually learned and studied here and were uh, learned how to fly those planes here in San Diego, as well as were fueled, uh, their hatred was fueled by a mosque here in San Diego that's been tied to terrorist attacks and attempts of terrorist attacks all around the nation. Doing nothing about that. Whew, we're going to take a break and we're actually going to shift gears because I got to get into something a little bit more fun. Got to keep it a little lighthearted. Um, somewhat. We got Della B is going to be back on the Andrea K Show. And we've got a couple of, uh, you know, Della always makes me laugh, but we're actually going to talk about a couple of serious stories there and got to shift gears a little bit. Because I'm just getting, I'm getting, I said I was fired up yesterday. I'm even more fired up today. But stay with me because we're going to have some fun on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you 
you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Y'all know what that music means. That means our girl Della B is back on the Andrea K Show. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Who did you have, before we get into it, did you have a good holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year? I had a wonderful holiday time, mm-hmm. a very wonderful time, family, friends. It was awesome. I relaxed, and of course, while I was gone, all heck broke loose. But <laughs> See, that's why you, you, you can't go away, Della. Because, no. see, that's what happens. When Della's away, yeah. the stuff starts flinging. Now, but right. I'm curious exactly which stuff well, was flinging that you were referring you know, to. It, it, I don't think it's quite a, I don't know, it's maybe like karma or whatever. But, you know, it's almost like a piece of my childhood died. Santa got exposed, you know. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania versus William Henry Cosby. Yeah. 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 But, um, but, but then, again, as as shocking as it was to kind of see him do a somewhat of a perp walk and that sad, pitiful uh, mugshot of his, yeah. didn't we see this coming? I mean, wasn't it like 945 women uh, all had the same uh, story of none it, of which even knew each other? So, right. It dates back to like 1969. That's like the earliest that anybody's, I mean, come come out. Mm-hmm. But the man was born in 1937. I mean, you know, so, you know, it's it's... You know, who knows? And, I mean, this is all, of course, it's allegations, but it's a lot of allegations. But the problem, here's a little bit of a timeline for you. Okay, 2004, a woman named Andrea Constad claims that she, she was sexually assaulted after having been drugged by Cosby in his home in Pennsylvania. She was a basketball, women's basketball director at Temple. She's 30 years old. Mr. Cosby, who's an alum of of Temple University, he's going to mentor her. Uh Now, I'm not really sure about this. There's all these claims that are associated with him mentoring people. I didn't realize that he was involved with the basketball program. Didn't didn't, uh, that kind of reminds me, excuse me for interrupting, that Sandusky dude at Penn. He was a mentor, too, wasn't he? Well, he was actually on the athletic, in the, a member of the athletic department. Okay, I know, but I'm using the quote mentor. Yeah, right. You know what? Oh, yeah. The wife knew about that. The wife knew about that too. And I want to know (sighs) if this kind of is the kind of stuff that was going on for so many years with so many women in the Cosby home. What did she know, and when did she know it? Well, I don't know what she knew and what she didn't know, except that Gloria Allred, who represents seven of the women in in a civil suit, only seven. Well, she only represents seven. Wow, that's, that's she's kind of losing got. her game a little bit. I no, would have thought I don't she would have them all. Ooh, seven okay. will keep you busy. But anyway, they want um, you know, Camille Cosby, Cosby's wife of 52 years, uh, wants her to um, get a deposition, which, you know, in this civil civil case. And she has, she made a motion that she wanted to be excluded because it's going to be an undue hardship. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you know, but uh, the judge ruled against her. And you cannot claim spousal privilege in a civil case, Ah. in a criminal case. Now she's claiming I don't know nothing, but you know what? Uh Uh, I I don't. I don't get it. Well, what we know is she stayed with him. We Mm -hmm. know that right now 
she's she's not denying anything. She's no. I'd be out there, but I'd be saying first of all, I would already pack my bags. Second well, of all, I'd be saying, you know, I don't know nothing about him. I ain't, I don't want anything to do uh, with him. I am ashamed I ever had anything to do with him, and he's he's going to be facing a civil case okay. from my divorce attorney. Yeah, but she can't claim that, and here's the reason why she can't claim that. Because in July of this this past year, last July, the uh, Pennsylvania courts, the, the federal court in Pennsylvania, allowed the depositions from this case with this woman from 2004 to be released. And that caused the prosecutors in November to begin the process after they got a hold of the depositions from that. They, they kind of had to do something. They didn't originally charge him because they didn't have enough evidence. Then the Andrea woman, she brings a, a civil suit, and in the depositions, which were sealed, he admits all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so then the prosecutor toast. now has now has the evidence that he needed to bring this case. Now, here's, here's the latest thing that happened. Okay. The latest thing is... Um, the statute of limitations in Pennsylvania on this on this charge is, is uh, these charges is 12 years. That expires this month. So they have now gone through. His defense attorneys have now gone through the depositions for both sides, and she said she thinks the 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 accuser, the 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 victim, uh, thinks it happened in January of 2004. But Cosby is saying, well, she just thinks it happened. We think it actually happened. Uh, we are admitting we ah. think it happened in October and November. So statute of limitations, it can't be. These, these charges can't be brought. Mm. That's what's getting me. That's why Santa died. You know, you yeah. can have fifty, you can have fifty, sixty women say all this stuff, and Janice Dickinson is one of the accusers, and she's like unhinged. Yeah. Um. You know, it maybe it's a mob thing. A you know, these are not you know other than her, it's they're not famous women or anything. But this, you've got his own admissions. Right. And but a lot of people are right now going, hey, wait a second. How is it? Why is this bill? being trotted before a judge and being trotted before the courts and losing his entire career when another bill Mm -hmm. who's been accused of rape, who's been accused of sexual assault, Mm-hmm. Is um tr- is trotting around the country on a campaign trail, looking uh, to become first felon of abusing that. women. I can explain that. Oh, you can, please. I can because this whole thing started to unravel when a comedian was out dissing Cosby because Cosby, when I was going around speaking at, at graduations, uh, college graduations, et cetera, telling people to pull their pants up uh-huh. and start being responsible. So when you take a conservative line and then you're a, a, a creeper, you know, you're going to get slapped a lot harder than yeah. somebody that everybody knows is a creeper. Yeah. You know, that has no, you know, when the side that has no standards, they don't hold their people to any standards. But if you're going to claim a conservative, uh, all-American, you know, uh, pro-family, pro-be-responsible kind of a thing, then you're going to be a target. Well, not only that, but, you know, first of all, Bill was considered the first black president. So Mm -hmm. And, you know, Carson said it well when he said that Herman Cain did as well, and and a lot of other, you know, black conservatives have said, you know, it's the Democrats that that think they own uh, black people. It's a plantation. And you know what? Uh, uh, Cosby got a little uppity. Mm-hmm. And they're the master of the Democrat Party. Uh, a lot of people are saying that that's what this is about. That mm-hmm. you know the master decided to you know take matters with mm-hmm. someone who decided to you know leave the plantation. Mm-hmm. So interesting to see. Now this is a civil case. Why was there not a criminal well, charge made? Pen- that's my because question. Because what happened in Pennsylvania on this case, a year after the event, the woman who confided in her mother that this had, this uh, molestation had had taken place. The mother calls Cosby up and he admits on the phone call that he did all this stuff, but when they go to the prosecutor, the prosecutor says I don't have enough evidence to bring a case, okay? And, and Bill Cosby's worth $400 million. He, he could have, you know, fought, fought, fought. Right. So they didn't have enough evidence, okay? So then the woman sues him. So, so to keep it out of the newspapers, they enter into, you know, a civil settlement that was never disclosed. But within that, there was these depositions. They've now been released. So now the prosecutor in Pennsylvania has the evidence because you've got him unsworn testimony, saying that he could read women and he gave them drugs, blah, blah, blah. You know what was the most shocking thing to Bill Cosby in that case? 
that the reason Andrea Constant was refusing his his um, his advances toward her, and he ended up having to drug her, is because she's gay. Mm. Okay. And, and so you know he's claiming he knows you know he knows what women want. Oh, he knows that See, they the want. Democrat. The and you know what? That's so Democrat. You know, <laughs> I'm listening to Juan Williams. Sorry to go off on a tangent, Della, mm-hmm. but I'm listening to Juan Williams yesterday talking about this on Hannity's show, saying, you know what? Women don't care about this. You know, they they don't care about, you know, um, any any acts of violence against women by a celebrity or by Bill Clinton in terms of sex. They all they care about is uh, Planet Parenthood getting funded Uh and, you know, um, and some other nonsense. I can't remember. what. Oh, equal pay kind of stuff. Uh It's like so ridiculous. The the Democrats love to tell us what women want. So, you know what Cosby was just doing? You know, he just he just knew what women want. And the same thing with with Clinton. You know, they did, he knew what they wanted before they knew what they wanted or before they didn't know what they wanted. And you know what? Even if they said this ain't what I want, they were like, no, it is, sister. It no, is. Let me, I know. Let me sh- mm-hmm. prove it to you. Right. That's what you right. want. I mean, that right. that's what Clinton's game was mm-hmm. as well as Cosby. Mm-hmm. So anything else you got to report before we got to skedaddle? And if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on KCBQ. Well, We're talking I have a few other Dela stories, B. but I don't, you know, I don't want to cram your style. Well, that's okay. Well, we got we got two minutes left. What happened with that adorable? I love CNW. I do. In recent years, I've become become a country western music lover because it's not so old school. I'm the king of Barstool Mountain, which was an actual song. Um, but I'm not really familiar with this this singer who, what happened to him? Okay. Uh, his name is Craig, Craig Strickland. He's okay. the lead singer of a group called Backroad Anthem. He was 29 years old. He went out to go duck hunting in Oklahoma with his good friend, um, Craig Malone, and, or Chase Marlin, I'm sorry. And they this big storm came up, uh, you know, Goliath, and they were in a boat, and the boat capsized. Mm. And it was frigid, terrible weather, so he went into the, the, the water. The friend was found um, on the 28th, but uh, Craig's body was not found until the 4th. Um, he had managed to get out of the water and climb up a hill, but he was found, you know, deceased. Oh, wow. His wife, Helen, posted uh, um, uh, uh, some information saying that he had had no pain in his final moments, and he it was just like he fell asleep. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I looked up hypothermia, and it is... It's a miserable um, way to go. It, uh, it takes a long time, actually. The, you yeah. know, you you have exertion at the beginning of you, where you're cold and your body temperature rises, but then as you lose your... And he was struggling to get out of water and up a hill. Then you um, you start to sweat, and that's when you then you have the dehydration or the um, evaporation off of your skin, and then the cold sets in, and it's pain, pain, pain. Now the yeah. last moment you do you do pass out, but um, she said that he was found on the hill with his arms open on his back in the shape of a cross, Aww. and that he was looking at our Lord, and she knew that he saw Jesus at the end. Wow. So. Well, that makes me feel better yeah. that you know. Mm-hmm. That she's, they have that faith and mm-hmm. that understanding, you know, that mm-hmm. they'll, you know, that he's in heaven. Right. And that's, you know, I'm just hoping it doesn't, I had heard a report that, oh, there's more to come with this investigation. And I thought, oh boy, you know, how yeah. is this going to be politicized somehow, some way? I'm hoping not. And they had guns when they were duck hunting? Yeah, exactly. You know, Maybe, so. Maybe, you know, the guns were heavy and then that, that tips the boat. I don't know. Somehow or another. Buddy. or okay. yeah, yeah. So Peter yeah. somehow is going to politicize it. So. Uh, All right, Miss Della. We're looking forward to a 2016 of more reportage from you. <laughs> I want to hear, I'd like you to go see the movie 13, which is about Benghazi, and report uh, okay. back and tell us your thoughts on that. All right. All right. Love you, Della. Okay. Love talk you. Mwah. All right. We're going to talk about Benghazi when we come back from the break because that's coming back in the news. Stay with us. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. 
Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Miramar Kitchen you're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I don't usually sing in the rain, dancing around in duck boots and a, in a yellow hat like the like the salt people. But you know, I do like that song. Thank you, Paul, for playing that. It is raining. Here in San Diego, and I don't mind it so much because we really have 350 days a year of glorious sunshine and weather here. So it's okay. Um, What's not okay is the lies and the propaganda and the crimes being committed uh, with this government. We talked earlier in the show about the illegal actions of President Obama with his executive orders to try to further impede and erode the Second Amendment on the way to... Uh, complete gun confiscation. One of the things that not a whole lot of people have been talking about is, I don't know if you knew this, Paul, but Texas, the the laws, by the way, the executive orders from President Obama that he's signing in this week are federal laws. They do not impede states' laws. We'll see about that. We'll see what this overreaching federal government, you know, because when when, um, the... Governor of Arizona, Janet Brewer, when she tried to implement her own state's laws in terms of immigration and border control, he came in and said, oh, no, you don't. Well, we'll see what happens here because Texas, Paul, did you know they just passed? uh, We still are supposed to be a republic of states, not a democracy. And Texas passed an open carry law. Did you know that? I did. Yes. I kind of have mixed feelings about it, and I'll tell you why. I kind of like the power of the unknown. I like people being individually empowered to defend themselves without criminals necessarily knowing. So, you know, I grew up in the South where, you know, it was odd to me to see a truck that didn't have a gun rack in the back loaded up. So I'm kind of used to seeing that. But, you know, what are your thoughts about the wisdom necessarily of... You know, I mean, like the air marshals on planes, nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows if they, how many are there or if they're carrying, although that doesn't necessarily stop anything. What do you think about deterrence? Does it remove deterrence if people can see the guns? You know what? Honestly, I, I like the, the not knowing because they just passed a law in California to where if you go on a California uh, state uh, campus, like in, in terms of a university, you cannot have a concealed carry weapon. And as someone that I went to San Diego State University, that my graduate of SDSU, um, I would I, I would feel more less uncomfortable or I would, I would feel less safe now being on that campus, knowing that there's no one on there that legally has a gun to carry. Right. If, the there, gun- if there's a shooting, you know, there's nobody there that that. Right. You know, that I trust that it's a law abiding citizen. They can protect me. Yeah. One of the things that we know in every case that Obama talked about today, he can com- he conflated the two, which were some acts of terrorism. He combined those with with mass shootings. What we know that was consistent with every instant was what Paul talked about. They were gun-free zones. Exactly. So whether we've got people that are allowed to carry concealed or open, we must start allowing, we must start putting more guns and more weapons in the hands of law-abiding people. We need to make sure they know how to use them, but that's really how we're going to prevent it wasn't mentioned today. Take the, the terrorist attack that happened on the, the train in France about a month before the shooting. Mm-hmm. It was well-trained, qualified people, that Americans, that were able to stop that. And, you know, I think a couple of people were killed. But, you know, it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse if there wasn't people that were equipped and trained to protect other people. Right. And we're taking that tool out of the law abiding citizens hands. That's a good point. We had a kid that was was going in pro uh, 
Mississippi, Pearl River, Mississippi. He was um, in the process of trying to do a school shooting like a la Sandy Hook. And I think the president there, I don't, the uh, principal of the school, I don't know if he was a reservist or ha- he had the right to carry, concealed carry, and he stopped the kid. Same thing in Oklahoma. One woman was beheaded, the Muslim from a mosque that Obama then sent a, a letter to con- co- commending them, um, not for that attack, but for, for something else. Um, he was stopped while he was in the process of trying to behead a second woman by a man who worked there. I think it was the president or CEO of the company who I think was a weekend. He was a... And, deputy um, sheriff, I think it was, on, on part-time deputy sheriff, who took the guy out. So, you know, hello, you know, it doesn't even make sense today. But I got to get on to Benghazi because before the break, I asked Della to go and watch this movie and report back. You know, the Benghazi is heating up for two reasons. First of all, because the movie is coming out and I saw this schmuck liberal. Um, even Martha McCallum had to eye roll on this guy today on Fox because he was like, you know, my, when was the last time Michael Bay made a good movie? Just totally trying to diminish Benghazi as a, as a, a story saying that it can't be a good movie because Michael Bay's not a good movie maker. I mean, are you kidding me? What a dope. Uh, whether or not the movie is any good, what we know for sure is that Hillary and Obama lied. Now we're finding out that there's going to be more closed door testimony going on about Benghazi. You know what? Why are we? It's just more theatrics, more games. We already know they're going to bring uh, Panetta and Petraeus into a closed door testimony to ask about an email that came out. We already know what was in the email. We need to stop the theatrics. This was reported last week, thanks to Judicial Watch, not to Trey Gowdy and his three years now of fruitless, ridiculous waste of time known as the Benghazi hearings, we know that an email came out, oh, Judicial Watch, actually, um, through FOIA, Freedom of Information, uh, released it. This I reported this over a week ago. They should already be under investigation. They, not only has it been proven and admitted that they lied and blamed it on a video, Hillary Clinton told her daughter that night it was a terrorist attack. They trotted around for weeks, we all know this, blaming it on a video. We also know that there was a stand down. They intentionally did not send troops to help. Those four Americans died as a direct result of a refusal by the State Department and the Obama administration to send troops who could have saved them. Here's what the email says. It was sent from a Jeremy Bash Uh, It was sent at 7.19 p.m. on September 11th, just a few hours. They were still in the gunfight when this happened. They ample time to save them. He says, um, we have identified the forces that could move to Benghazi. They are spinning up as we speak. The Obama administration, they redacted the details of what that force uh, was uh, available and citing the Freedom of Information Act as justification to redact what that is. The email goes on to say, remember in 2008, Hillary Clinton ran an ad talking about the 3 a.m. phone call. Get this. He goes on to say in the email, I just tried you on the phone, but you were all in with S, which is Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. So, you know, basically, I I couldn't get any of y'all on the phone while Americans were under attack in Benghazi when we had people that could go to save them. And but the Hammonds are going to jail for five years uh, for arson up there. Um, How the Republican Party, where is the Republican Party on this? Why have they not? Where has even Trump been with this? The fact that the Republican Party is sitting on this email and doing a behind the scenes. Why are they doing a behind the scenes investigation instead of all standing on mass outside Capitol Hill, throwing her under the bus and saying, Hillary, you and Obama, your behavior your refusal, you you are responsible for the deaths of Americans. You're responsible for a cover-up. You've lied about it. On top of it, oh, get this. You know, we're not supposed to pay any attention to Hillary Clinton's email uh, scandal in which she violated the Records Act. She should be investigated and indicted for that. She dumped, uh, the State Department dumped more thousands of emails on New Year's Eve. We now know that 1,274 emails were classified. She's blatantly violated the Espionage Act, and we even have Republicans saying there's no smoking gun. No smoking gun? 1,200 emails that were on a server that she was not allowed to have? Petraeus lost his entire career? And got six months. We got we got Snowden hanging out over in Russia. 
We've got Americans that are in prison for far less than this. But we're not supposed to pay attention to that. What is Hillary Clinton talking about and promising an investigation of? If she becomes president, Area 51, UFOs, and Trump's the guy who supposedly is appealing to the crazies? This, I read this article on Hot Air. I thought it was a joke at first. That she's actually saying, I, I, I think we may have been, she's talking about UFOs here. I think we may have been visited already. We don't know for sure. She then goes on to talk about John Podesta, who is the White House chief of staff under uh, her, her hubby. And um, she talks about his fascination with UFOs. And she says, I, I just think we're going to have to get to the bottom of what happened in Area 51. Well, we all know what happened, I guess. You know, there was a spy plane that was tested out there, you know, but th- this really Again, Republican Party. I mean, this is just, this is gold right here. You know, I I don't even understand. This is, she is insane. I mean, yeah, it's pandering. The article says she's clearly pandering to conspiracy theorists. I guess, why doesn't she just, if that's true, she should just come out and say, you know what we're going to find there? And, you know, um, you know, we're going to find out that Bush was behind 9-11. You know, she might as well come out and say it. That's how insane it is. Um, but Trump, you know, I can't get too down on Trump for the fact that he has a bustard on this. Give him time. He may get there. He's still doing a really good job of pointing out the fact that Bill Clinton is one of the world's biggest abusers of women. Hat tip to him for his restraint and not calling out Clinton. He named a few names. He didn't go, you know, restraint. We don't necessarily have proof that when Clinton went to Orgy Island about what happened down there when Orgy Island involved underage girls. But what we do know is this. Hat tip to Trump for bringing this issue to light and not being afraid of going there. Because you know what? This is not just about their marriage. Hillary Clinton enabled him. She participated in it. She had direct involvement every time she acted as the cleaner for him and his behavior. She was a cleaner who went out there, tried to scrub down the crime scene in, in, in part doing so with blaming the right-wing conspiracy and attacking the women themselves. Somebody reminded yesterday, I think it might have been on Hannity, that she was the one who called Monica Lewinsky a nut and a slut. Talk about an abuser of women. She's got her hands all over the situation. You're dang right. It's absolutely fair game. And people and people love that Trump is taking this, taking this to her. He actually had a rally in Massachusetts. 8,000 people showed up. And you know what? The Democrats are starting to get worried. We've been told that Trump can't beat Hillary. You know what? I'm not so sure that that's true. I think even the establishment knows he can beat her. His support, if you look at the recent poll numbers in the New York, New York Times did an article, his strongest supporters are actually of the Republican registered voters, less educated and less affluent, as well as Reagan Democrats. Self-identified Republicans registered as Dems. And after 2012 with Romney, you would think the establishment who's been saying for years now, we got to have a moderate because we got to have somebody who can appeal to independents and Democrats. Well, you know what? That's Trump. He's got the broadest appeal. He's got 29% of 18 and 29 year olds. He's got 24% of Latinos. He's the one to beat right now. It ain't Hillary. He's the one to beat. Hey, I got to beat it out of here. It's been great sharing this time with you all and with Paul. I got to get out. I got to put my rain boots on and get out there. It's a climate change going on in San Diego. Hey, thanks for being with me. Follow me on at Andrea K Show. Friend me on Facebook. Go to my website, andreakshow.com. Send me an email there. Give me your thoughts. And, and, and also have a fantastic week, you all. Thanks so much. Love you all. That woman of mine, she ain't happy.